Hello and uh, welcome to Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And uh, joining me today in studio, happy to say that Jody Harper has returned, the Associate Director. Hello, Jody. Associate Director of Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And uh, Jody, you have uh, brought along a special guest today. Yes, yes. I am thrilled to have a dear friend here in the studio with us. Uh, We are joined today by Mr. Brendan McCafferty. Brendan is the principal at Hillside Middle School and the founder of the Bring It After School program, which I used to have the privilege of running in a past life. And we heard all about on our last episode about some workforce stories. So we thought, what better opportunity than to, to bring Mr. McCafferty in and to talk a little bit more about our AHEC partnership with Bring It. So, Ms. McCafferty, welcome to the show. Tell us your story. Hi, folks. Good afternoon. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having us, and a huge thank you to Jody and her organization and Paula for all the work that they do, um, focus on health and wellness in our community. So it's very, very important. Um, I'm a Manchester native. I have been a principal at Hillside Middle School for a long time, as well as in English as a second language teacher in Manchester. combination of those things led me to start a program called Bring It, which is an evening program in Manchester that serves kids in our district, grades four through 12. It's a free program and we offer all kinds of things for them. And the main goal is to try to produce more healthy outcomes for them, um, and better outcomes for academics, for home life, for wellness, et cetera. So um, we started, it, it'll be 18 years ago in wow. January. Wow. And um, years. Each year we're thinking, you know, how do we get to the next year? And all of a sudden it's 18 years. So I think we've helped contribute to a lot of successful stories in Manchester. There are a lot of great people and a lot of great organizations doing things in Manchester, many more than I'd say 30 or 40 years ago. So just happy to be a part of it and working with kids like um, Nellie, who's getting, you're going to hear from in a few minutes, and others is what keeps us going, especially after a long day with 800 kids at school. It's very much worth it because it, it – um, we hope is doing something positive in the community. Well, no doubt about that. So tell us a little bit more about the program. It's been around now, as you mentioned, 18 years. So uh, tell us exactly uh, its origins. How did you come up with it and uh, and what, uh, what it includes? So when I was a middle school English as a second language teacher at McLaughlin Middle School and ESL is working with kids who are new to the country, uh, I just noticed, generally speaking, across the entire school, a lack of programming for girls and to get girls more positively involved. Um, you see similar programming, Girls Inc., Girls at Work, et cetera. And in that vein, um, when I became assistant principal at Beach Street School, we wanted to start something um, that got more kids involved because 100% of our kids aren't as involved as they need to be. So it started with um, Hector Urea, who's originally from Columbia. He brought some kids down to play soccer. We opened up some dance. And now 18 years later, it includes meals, transportation, homework help, career programs, health programs, um, art. Um, what else, Jody? Oh my goodness, there's all sorts of things that we've done over the years. Really, the the special thing about Bring It is the connection with the school district and the collaboration with the district and use of district spaces. Um, with Brendan being a school principal, we've been able to utilize when he was assistant principal at Beach Street. We we were housed at the Beach Street School, which is right in the heart of the center city. And um, if you're a, a data nerd like me, um, you know that Beach Street is some of the some of the poorest district information in the state. Um, you know, there's a lot 
lot of poverty. There's a lot of kids that are not speaking English at home there. And really, you know, it's a it's a school where kids tend to have the deck stacked against them. And so programs like Bring It and other really cool things that are happening in the Beach Street community have really helped to see some great outcomes for kids. And um, Brendan, you used to tell the story. It was I always thought it was so powerful because I've had the pleasure of, of being involved with Bring It since not quite day one, but like day four. So <laughs> I came into the program um, in 2007 as a, as a volunteer, and then I was a staff director. But when you would sit at your office at Beach Street and see what was going on around the park, I think is just so, so compelling. Because really, when we think about Beach Street, it's kind of a tale of two cities when it comes to Manchester. And so... Um, you know, Brendan and Hector, they rolled out a soccer ball. And then the, you know, you have something that's a universal language like soccer, sort of feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Roll out the soccer ball, and then kids started coming from everywhere. <laughs> well, well, that is terrific. And uh, Brendan, as you mentioned, is the principal at Hillside Junior High in Manchester. But is the participation uh, limited to Hillside, or is it available for everybody in, in Manchester? I think that's such a great question. Thank you. Uh, we have 21 schools currently in Manchester. Uh, we, we get uh, It's open to kids from across the district, grades 4 through 12. Why the floor of 4? Because we start a little later in the early evening. And uh, we have buses that, that run routes to about 8 or 9 pickups across the city. Um, so, yes, we get kids on a regular basis from 15 or 16 of the schools, I'd say. Now, that that is terrific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, truly a citywide program. So a lot of times um, the the program, and I suppose we should explain that Bring It actually stands for something. Uh, Bring It is an acronym, which stands for bringing refugees, immigrants, and neighbors gently into tomorrow. So, oh, that is terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such, a, such a fun name. And, of course, whenever there's Brendan around, there's always a story that tends to have a laugh behind things. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of times people will hear what Bring It stands for, and they'll think, oh, it's just for the refugee and immigrant community. But that's not the case. We've had a lot of students really from every corner of the globe that have come and been involved over the years and been able to come and benefit from these great services and collaboration. Right. And very important to note, including kids who were raised here, right, kids who are, are locals. So Bring It is always merging newcomers with locals, which will always be the, the, the latest iteration of your city. And um, they've really these kids have led by example, uh, working together, whether it's homework, dance, health, career programs, et cetera. It's um, being there till 9 o'clock at night, it's a long day when you start at 6, but it inspires you to, to do more of it because what you see the kids getting out of it, what you see them putting into it is, is, is really nice. Yeah, that was something that we did pretty intentionally when, when Bring It was first starting because when you do an assessment and look at what exactly is going on for youth at 3 o'clock after all the school bells are done for the day, there's actually a lot of stuff. There's school sports, there's driver's ed, there's all the other clubs like school activities, there's Boys and Girls Club, there's the YMCA. But a lot of those things are done after the parents' working day is done in kind of that traditional 9 to 5. And so we actually don't start until 5.30. And so that way that lets students you know take care of expectations and requirements that they have at home. It lets them, you know, play a sport or do things, you know, be involved in other clubs and then they can come and, and come to bring it, which is their, their safe space and their happy place for a lot of those kids. That is uh, just a, an, an amazing program. And, and during any given school year, how, how many youngsters will participate in the Bring It program? I think over our 17 years, it averages between four and 500. I think mm -hmm. this year we hit a little over 400. Wow. Um, and that's a consistent group of kids. 
Yeah, yeah. We just heard from the operations director because I, I I'm not on staff anymore, but I sit on the board and help out with um, you know I I can never be gone totally from Bring It because it was my world for so long. Um, but we had just over 400 youth that were served this year, and um, we'll talk in another segment about some of those specifics. But you know we're we're having programs that that's in person and that where the schools can come and be surrounded by positive mentors and tutors. We're going into the homes. We're helping to support resources and making sure food is getting out in the communities. So. Really, um, you know, we've talked a lot in other episodes about the social determinants of health and how, you know, it takes a lot more than just what's going on at your primary care doc to be healthy. And so Bring It really is trying to make sure that we're thinking about not just the kid in the classroom, but the kid in the environment, all of the things that they're facing and how we might create some supports to help the kids be th- get through what they need to get through. So the, the question is, how did Bring It and AHEC come to work together. And I'm sure, Joda, you had quite a bit to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really kind of a fun story. Um, I worked, I started on the staff team on Bring It in June of 2009. And like a month later, Mr. McCafferty had sent me an email saying, hey, there's this person that works at the Endowment for Health. They want to write a grant all about diversifying the nursing workforce for New Hampshire. We want to be part of this. Like, let's play in the sandbox. And so um, I was not even a month on the job. And I'm like, sure, let's let's do some career exploration for you. <laughs> And so um, that was a really exciting program for us where Bring It was creating during the school year career exploration activities for kids. Um, At that point, we were looking at eighth grade and high school. And then AHEC was a partner on this grant project that was working statewide where AHEC was doing the summer camps, which we talked a little bit about last week. So um, really kind of creating this pipeline that students, especially throughout southern New Hampshire, would have the chance during the school day, during the summer and year round to be able to do some career exploration and see what's life really like when you're working in healthcare and health careers. Well, it's a uh, terrific program aligned with uh, an amazing organization, Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and we'll explore more uh, coming up after this break. This is Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and this is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And you're listening to WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, and we will be right back. Stay with us. We welcome you back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And uh, joining us in studio today, Jody Harper, Associate Director of Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and uh, Brendan McCafferty, who's the principal at uh, Hillside Middle School in Manchester and the founder of Bring It. And uh, Jody, I know you uh, worked with Brendan closely in the, uh, the founding of this great uh, organization. And it's come a long way since its inception. It really has. It's kind of wild to think um, about, you know, the fact that we used to just be crammed in that gym at Beach Street School. If you've been in the school building before, the gym is not the largest room in the building. And um, to to be at Hillside now and have the space is really just pretty, it's pretty surreal when I, when I have a chance to go back and visit and see the students. And so, Brendan, I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit about what does a night at Bring It look like? Sure. It, it starts with kids either getting dropped off or most of them will jump on a bus from one of nine spots across the city, 
Um, we have staff members that are there early prep on the food. Staff members also jump on the buses to help out, which I've done a bunch of times. And it it's a party bus. These buses are 50, 60 kids who <laughs> they are cranking their music, they're singing, and it's joyous. They, it, it blows your ears out as an adult, but it's a joyous <laughs> ride because these kids are thrilled to be going where they're loved and where there's programming being provided based on their needs and their wants. So they get off the bus, we'll check them in, we'll bring them into the gym and kind of line them up in the bleachers and say, you know, let's settle down for the evening, here's our plan. And then we break them out into sessions of uh, futsal or indoor soccer, dance, homework help, art, crafts, uh, health and career opportunities, meals, um, our Olympic Village at Hillside, which is a, a spot that can hold up to 70 kids with pool, basketball, uh, air hockey, ping pong, etc. And um, But we think of these programs as what a gentleman from Rwanda years ago who was very happy when we were um, starting these programs, he, he referred to the programs as the, the sugar around the bitter pill, meaning <laughs> like right, the hook you're getting the kids in with. And then, then we'll sit them down and say, not super formally, but well, we're going to talk and nag a little bit. Let's talk about your grades. Let's talk about our behaviors. Let's talk about expectations in the community. And you just try to chip away at that like you would with a student or a child. And um, and so there's a lot of that over the course of three, three and a half hours. Um, and we then pack up. We, we have an early group and a later group and both and with bus rides or personal rides home. Yeah, and it's always so cool to to catch kids having fun in a school building. That's one of the things I think that is really unique about Bring It, where oftentimes, you know, sometimes kids don't have the best experience during the school day. And so um, there have been many times where we're there at night, and especially, you know, for, for the students, it's always so much fun to see somebody like Mr. McCafferty, who during the day has to be in that principal role, but at night can really kind of be a real human. And he'll, <laughs> I remember... Uh, Oh, gosh, now this was probably like five or six years ago. But um, one of our Somalian friends who was really struggling during the school day, I don't remember if he was at Hillside or at McLaughlin at the time, but you um, had stopped him and said, look at you. Well, let's think about where you are right now. You have the biggest smile on your face. You are so happy. You are in a school. School doesn't always have to be that negative association that you're making. And so um, it's something that's pretty powerful that that really sticks out to me is is really able to rebuild that that connection between the schools and how it can be a safe and positive space for youth right one of our biggest goals is to 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 make those make and build those meaningful connections with the kids and then from there try to help them get up on their own so they can be you know independent and strong someday and um so that's a great point yeah and when we think about um the the um, when everybody is at in the bleachers at the start of the night when we do kind of those like you know in the school day they call them morning announcements I guess it's not morning because it's bring it but we're really able to have some great conversations with the youth over the years there there have been some tragedy tragedies among the program with losses and um, you know some of the the national spectrum and kids are asking a lot of really good questions because this is a space where they can come and have an adult that they trust who's not going to judge them who's not going to be like that's a horrible question and 
And, um, you know, we can sit and talk about, you know, the student that died or we can talk about how they feel about something that happened in the community. And so um, we really work with the experts around, you know, bringing in people and counselors to, you know, when there is a tragedy that happens in the community to make sure that we're responsive and supportive of the youth and even the way that the the dinner is formatted. So we, we do dinner family style where everyone is coming in and sitting together. They kind of go in waves because we can't have 200 kids at a time sitting and eating because that would be I don't know how you do it at the lunch hour for the school day, Brendan. But, um, you know, that's really where the magic happens. That's actually how I got to know Nishimwe so well is that she would come and, um, you know, she would I would be serving dinner and she would sit. And once all the, the rush had left, we'd sit and chat and be able to talk about how bring it was impacting her how bring it was really like you know we we could get into the nitty-gritty and that's really kind of what helped me at least decide i wanted to go to social work school instead of getting an mba um but when we think about what a bring it student looks like we actually got some numbers from our operations director earlier today and mr mccafferty had mentioned there are 21 schools in manchester this past year we had students from 14 schools that were coming to bring it They are students, again, all grades 4 through 12. They come from 25 different countries. So we've got students born and raised right in Manchester, but then they're also coming from as far away as Afghanistan, Bosnia, Colombia, Vietnam, Zambia, Iraq, Kenya. It's really like you're seeing the UN right in Manchester, which is pretty yeah. neat. That, that is really something. Yeah. And uh, having uh, you know exposure to people from all different walks of life and all different countries it is very helpful. Uh, yeah. to, to these students because, you know, when I went to school in a basically a lily white suburb of Boston, you mm-hmm. didn't uh, intermingle with many people uh, of other races. And, and I think that's a very important thing that the youngsters are exposed at a, at a very early age to that kind of communication. Absolutely. It was the same where I grew up in rural Midwest Michigan. I mean, everybody's family not only looked like me, but they were all their families were Dutch background, and it was just like so homogeneous. And then I came to, to Manchester, and the, I had my world opened up. I never would have dreamed that this would be the place where I learned the world. But now... Um, you know, that's why I stayed. I, I got hooked up with Mr. McCafferty and Mr. O'Neill and some of the others working at Bring It. And I said, oh, this is something really special. I can't go back to Michigan yet. <laughs> and yeah. 16 years later, I'm still here. Oh, absolutely. And both, both of my daughters went to uh, Hillside Middle School be- before Bring It was formed, a yeah. little, little bit before. <laughs> so, But at any rate, uh, they both went to Central as well uh, after Hillside. And, you know, it's always been talked about for uh, many, many years how many different languages are spoken at uh, Central High School in Manchester. Yes, I, I don't know the exact number, but... It's we, well over 70. Yeah. Yeah. Languages and dialects, correct. Yeah, very, very high number. And I'm a Central grad from 88, and uh-huh. um, there weren't that many spoken back then. There, there were several, but really an uh, explosion probably since the late 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's really, uh, really grown uh, over the years. So, you know, you talk about everybody's, you get everybody's attention when you talk about food. Yes. (laughs) Especially mine. Uh, So what is is served on on a typical night to to these youngsters? 
you want um, me to take that one, Mr. McCafferty? Sure. So, so we have been able to partner with the food bank over the years, which oh, is really great. fantastic. That's so great. we've got the New Hampshire food bank. Um, in the past, it was really pretty cool, full circle story where they have a culinary training program. So for folks that are either unemployed or underemployed, they could come and learn how to work in kitchens and be chefs at the food bank. And then the food that was brought and the food they would make during that training program would be frozen in big hotel trays. And then that would be something that we'd heat up and serve for the youth that evening. So sometimes they were eating meals that their the students or their older brothers and sisters, their parents had made for them, not even realizing that there was that kind of full circle connection, which was really great. So the food bank has been an incredible partner. Um, and actually, we served over 3,000 meals this year. So pretty impressive to to be able to give that much food to to students yeah. in the community where sometimes the the school day is the only food that they get that yeah. they know they're going yeah. to have um usually you know sometimes the menu can be um whatever really it's whatever the food bank has um you know the chicken and rice dishes always are very popular with the youth but sometimes we'll have uh, cultural meals where where someone will come and bring in food to share or we actually had a um, student who was on staff esther i forget which country she was from but um her mom came in and made a, a like we bring it help to to foot the bill but she made a i think puerto rican like some traditional cultural dish for all of the students to have for the meal which was one of the one of the coolest nights of the year wow that, that sounds great yeah so, so how how often uh, does it get together how often does bring it get together yeah, so the the program happens every Tuesday, Wednesday night at oh, Hillside. Yeah. So that's during the school year. There is a Facebook and an Instagram page. I don't know the date yet for when the next school year program will start, but um, the, it's kind of an open drop-in where students, you know, you go to a, a formal dance studio and you have to pay a lot of money and you're committing to a certain number of weeks of classes, right. but Bring yeah. It is something totally free of charge to the youth where they can come at their leisure and, um, you know, they can come day one, they can come day 100. You know, we, we just hope to be a safe space for them. What a, what a great opportunity. And I, I take my hat off to, uh, to Brendan McCafferty for founding the Bring It program. And uh, to you, Jody, for uh, you. connecting with uh, AHEC. And uh, just a terrific partnership there. So that, uh, that is all good. This is Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And we will be right back here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We welcome you back to this segment of Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This program focuses on wellness and health education, and today we have an educator in the house, and we are talking about the principal at uh, Hillside Middle School in Manchester, Brendan McCafferty. And uh, joining us in studio is uh, Nishimwe Batimaya. Yep. Hi, everyone. Did I do okay? Yeah, you did great. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, uh, Nishimwe, yeah, Nishimwe, I should say, was with us uh during a previous show, and and, and you yeah. really stole the show, oh. <laughs> uh, Nishimwe. You, you really and truly did. But Thank you. Uh, at any rate, we have another guest uh, on the line as well, uh, Jim Terrero. Terrero? Okay. Uh, Jim Terrero, there you go. Say it again. Terrero. Terrero? Terrero. You got to pronounce the R's. You got to roll the R's oh. in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. You, you, you say it how you want it to be said. 
Oh, all right. Torero's fine. That that to be the easier way. Torero. Okay. Torero. Right. Hey, uh, there you go. I like the Latino side. I like that. So, uh, Brendan, you and, and, and Jim, who is now a, a firefighter in the city of Manchester, uh, go back quite a way. Yeah, uh, Jim's a great, great guy. He uh, actually came to this country from the Dominican Republic and was a student at Hillside in a newcomer program before my time. So maybe, Jim, can you tell us about your your arrival in Manchester and then up through your years with Bring It to, to now yeah. as a firefighter? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So um, so I came to the United States back in 2000, and um, obviously coming from the Dominican Republic, I, you know, it, to me it was uh, – it was uh, it was quite a shock because obviously coming here, you know, I didn't, you know, as a child, I, I didn't have any expectations. So um, right away, I got put into the school system in Manchester, and I attended B Street School, and I did roughly three months there because I came here at a weird time, and and right after that, I went on to Hillside Middle School, where um, I spent four years. Typically, it's three years. You do your uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade there, but um, I ended up repeating my eighth grade year because it was just another year for me to develop uh, just my my English proficiency. Um, at that time, you know, just not being able to fully read at the level that that I needed to, and and write as well. So you know, that was a truly uh, very important developmental uh, time for myself. Um, but uh, so I actually, if, we, if we're going back with Bring It, um, I, you know, I remember when I first came here, um, you know, I was part of Bring It before it was Bring It, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, when I first came here, it was a program called Alpha Peer. Um, and Alpha um, was for young, uh, you know, young, uh, well, the youth in the city of Manchester, uh, for them to have an alternative location, you know, um, for after-school purposes, you know, if they need help with schoolwork and any of that stuff. So, and I was in the program until, I want to say, my freshman year in high school. So um, that was a good portion of my childhood that I got to spend some time there. And um, then throughout the years, obviously, you know, um, I went on to, to, you know, high school and college and et cetera. And then I ended up coming back and, and I started pretty much uh, connecting with, with Bring It and everybody there, with Jody, with yourself, Brandon, and everybody that got to work at Bring It. And, and let me tell you, I think, I don't know, maybe 10 years I got to spend working at Bring It. And, yep. you know, it's just a big, big circle, you know, how everything comes back all the way around. So. Well, obviously, uh, Jim, the, the program means a lot to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's just such an important part of the community, you know, because you get other programs out there that, you know, serve a great purpose, you know, but, I, you know, I think what bring it in itself, it's, it's so organic, you know, with the students that we, that, you know, that we have, you know, and it's constantly new faces. And a lot of it, it's not that like, hey, you know, you're going to see bring it being broadcast on TV. It's more like friends inviting friends to come here. You know, so you get that, uh, you know, what's the word, uh, um, just organic feel, feel to it, you know. And the kids, they're just wonderful kids, you know. From the time that they want to come, bring it from the time they're in elementary school to when they're on to middle school to in high school, you know, they're eager to come and just hang out, which is it's so wonderful. It's so great to see them grow throughout the years, too. 
And uh, Nishimwe, uh, what does the program mean to you? How did you come to, to find Bring It? Um, the program actually like means a lot to me because I don't think I would be here if I didn't go to Bring It. You know, it's a nostalgic feeling for me. Um, I found out the program through my cousins, you know, Blaze on Sephora's. They started going there before me, and then um, eventually they're like, okay, come to Bring It. Like, you know, like, if you need homework help, if you want to go do dance, soccer, and everything. And that's how I actually got started, and that's how I got here. And I... I'm so grateful for the program. Um, Jim, I have a question for you. Like, what are some of the best moments at Bring It that you have experienced and want to share for everybody? Yeah, and, and Brendan, it, it must be very gratifying for you. I mean, there are many examples of uh, youngsters who benefited from this program. We're hearing from uh, two today, but there are, are so many more out there as well. Yeah, Jim and Nishimwe are huge success stories, in, and uh, there have been so many more. We like to think we've contributed you know, um, somewhat to that. Uh, and I'd like to just add at this moment, no one does it alone, right? Bring It has key partners uh, in, we have students that come from SNU and, and St. A's, folks from City Air, the food bank, the, dis- the district, Girls at Work, Girls Inc., and of course, AHEC. But I- I'd like to come back to Nishimwe for a second. Can you, for the audience, let the, when you say you've gotten to this point, where are you in your university studies and where are you from originally? So um, at the moment, I am studying at the University of New Hampshire, studying healthcare management and policy. Um, and I came from Tanzania as a refugee in 2008. So we have come a long way. Right. And, and this young lady would come to bring it night after night, so quiet with his big smile, the backpack <laughs> on. And she wasn't messing yeah. around. Like, guys, get yeah. out of my way. I'm going to the homework room. And here yeah. she is getting ready to wrap up college and probably go to grad school. She has friends yeah. that, that are the first in their college to graduate from, in um, their families to graduate from college. They're going to different places in the world to take advanced degrees. And this is yeah. all happening in, in Manchester. So great point, Ken. Just so many success stories that just need these kiddos and families need a little extra support to get up on their sure. feet. And um, I, I can't stop smiling when I, when I, <laughs> when I see her and, and when I think of Jim, too, because Jim's story is incredible. He... I don't think Jim would mind this. Early on, he he really struggled in, in school trying to figure out. He had to make some adjustments and get some reading support, and he went on to be a great student, uh, all-state athlete in high school and then beyond and firefighter mm-hmm. and so many things just about Jim, so many things just about Nishimwe, and there are hundreds and hundreds of great examples because there's so many great folks and organizations in the Manchester area. Yeah. Do, do you wonder sometimes, and uh, this is for both uh, Nishimwe and, and Jim, do you wonder sometimes where you might be today without this program? Yeah, a lot. Of, I actually think about that all the time. It's like maybe I feel like I wouldn't be in healthcare if I didn't go to Bring It. I feel like I probably wouldn't have gone to college if it wasn't for Bring It. Um, a lot of the support system that I had there, they actually encouraged me a lot to apply to um, colleges within New Hampshire and even out of state. So, yeah. And Jim, do you feel the same way? I, I totally agree. Uh, I don't think I would be um, in, in the same career, in the career for that I'm in now, to be honest with you, because um, along the way, I've, I've met some incredible people that have supported uh, me in every single possible way, you know, not only just in life skills in general, but it's just an education base. Um, you know, one of my uh, big mentors uh, would be Pat O'Neill, and, you know, he, he works in Manchester as a teacher, and 
you know, not only was I his student, but, you know, I got a chance to work with him. I bring it. And, you know, there was a lot of things that Pat, you know, said to me that were more meaningful outside of classroom than they were inside a classroom. You know, so to me, just being able to just connect and, and have a support around me, you know, and you get that from bring it. You know, you get, you meet people that have, you know, been successful or just in the, you know, or, or they're in their way to being successful and, you know, and they pave you this road of, hey, look, this is what I did. You know what I mean? And, and then from there, they're able to just, you know, just kind of like, don't do this, do that type deal, you know? So I totally agree on that. Well, Brendan mentioned, Jim, you were an athlete. Did you go to Central? I did, yeah. I went to Central. And what did you um, play? So I played football all four years there, but I, I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> I did um, I did lacrosse yeah. uh, very briefly. Um, I also did crew. Um, I did track uh, very briefly. And what else? I, I tried out for the basketball team. But that was after football. Yeah. So let me tell you, football and basketball for a big guy doesn't mix too well. So um, I, I fouls weren't my thing. So. Well, Jim, it's so great that uh, you could be with us uh, today and, and share some of your experiences and what uh, you uh, got out of Bring It, which was a lot. And uh, Nishimway, the same uh, for you. What was the, the most fun thing you ever did at Bring It? I think the most fun thing was Health Career Quest Camp. And um, yeah, the classes that we took. Did Jody have anything to do with that? She was there oh, for okay. in front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Jim, thanks so much for being with Thank us. You. We appreciate it and appreciate what you do as a firefighter in the city of Thank Manchester. You. Not an easy job, for sure. And Nishimoy, thank you. Always good to see you. And Brendan, you'll stay with us for another segment here on this program, which is called Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education right here on WKXLNHtalkradio.com. We will return right after these words. Welcome back to Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education as we uh, present our final segment of, of this program. Uh, Jody Harper has uh, rejoined us, Associate Director of Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And Brendan McCafferty is here as well. Brendan McCafferty is the principal at uh, Hillside Middle School in Manchester and the founder of Bring It, which is uh, a program that has meant so much to so many over the 18 years that it's been around. Yeah, it really has. And even um, I think about Natanga, our former co yes, show yep. co-host. Um, he had to, you know, he took the next step in his career, but he came to work with us at AHEC because I got to know him as a Bring It student. So it really, it's, it's been a special privilege of mine to be involved with this program and this work for so long and see these students grow and, you know, not only be former students of mine, but become peers and colleagues and friends. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really and, and, and truly is. So, it, you know, this is such a great program. It's been around for 18 years. Uh, have other communities the size of Manchester or close uh, developed anything like this uh, since Bring It has been around? 
Yeah, so um, there's not any, you know, back when I was the staff director and I was always trying to think about how do we sustain this work? How do we make sure we keep the lights on? I was like, okay, do we franchise? Do we be like McDonald's and bring its pop up everywhere across the country? Um, Some communities have have asked and we've done some communication with them. And really, it's the important thing that that we advise anyone that we talk with is really that it needs to be community grown. This isn't just uh, some educators and other folks coming in, swooping in as the saviors and saying, this is what has to be done and this is how you have to do it. Um, Mr. McCafferty was really intentional using, like he had mentioned the the Rwandanese community leader who talked about bring it being the sugar around the bitter pill. There was a whole host of people that were from various cultural communities that were advisors as bring it was getting started saying, you know, what really are the needs that they're seeing? Because I, you know, I joke with the kids a lot now that we work with at AHEC and, and when I visit Bring It and say, you know, I'm an old white girl. I'm almost 40. I don't know what's fun for them, but I develop programs I think would be fun. So without them telling us what they want, we can't do something and create something that really meets their needs. So we've had advisors and community leaders over the years that have have been great counsel to us and said, you know what, this is what we're seeing. This is how we can use the resources you have to meet the needs of our community. Well, absolutely. How have the the programs changed in 18 years? I'm sure there's been uh, quite a bit of change in in what you offer for uh, programs. Yeah, I think they've changed uh, mostly by expansion. I I think soccer has been a mainstay. Dance has been a mainstay. We've seen, you know, some things go up and go down a little bit in terms of attendance, but we've we've been very proud of adding meals. Um, uh, Also, one thing we didn't mention earlier, uh, I think this year we sent home nearly 20,000 pounds of food and drinks wow. to the kids and their families mm-hmm. uh, through food bags um, in the last uh, 12, 14 months or so. So there's been uh, definitely a big uptick in that. In terms of are there other programs out there like that, there are so many great programs. We hope they all can sustain. Um, Jody's not tooting her horn enough. Jody was sought out by uh, folks, the youth council in the country of Estonia, they brought her out there to to uh, speak to them about bring it as an example. So wow. folks came through Brazil. Jody, you're too modest. It, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> uh, last year, a group coming from uh, the country of Tajikistan, uh, and some of those through the local World Affairs Council. So, you know, we, we we've reached different pockets. Uh, some might seem more random than others, but uh, you know, one of the biggest things that, that that's left the, the impression that's left on me is. When you get these kids, when they come back in their 20s and 30s, and we're careful, like, they can't participate because, you know, they're, they're, they're old. But they come back to visit, and they say, this place was like a second home to me. Yeah. When I came, you know, a lot of these kids, for example, the kids are new to our country. They said, I didn't know where to do it. I didn't know where to turn. But I always knew I was welcomed. And then over time, right, they just their confidence grew, which is exactly what we, we, we wanted to help them with. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is trying to provide – so these kids are, are – future and um, trying to provide the right programs and even more importantly, the right role models like Jody, like Jim Terrero, like Hector Orea from Colombia. Like, like you, Mr. McCafferty. Thank you. Like um, uh, Amadou Hamadi from Mauritania. Uh, you know, um, so, and we've done a lot of networking and more and more folks know of us now and they come to us. Um, so. Isn't that something? Uh, what making the the transition can't be easy. It cannot be easy. I know this makes it a lot easier having a program like this. But I just try to picture myself as a 
uh, as a kid, uh, you know, uh, go, going from my country to the Dominican or, or Tanzania yeah. or anywhere and trying to adapt. You know, really, I can't, I can't picture it. Oh, yeah, that. it's um, an... It's impossible to think yeah. about. I mean, coming from Michigan felt like a different world when I moved yeah. to New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really, you know, at least I've got the language and the the dry, what side of the road to drive on. I had all of that down pat. But, um, yeah, a lot of the students, they, you know, they're coming with capital T trauma. They're, you know, some of them, especially over the years, they've come from war. They remember seeing, you know, bombs flying overhead. And they, they've seen the worst of what humanity has to offer. And that really, for me, was a big motivator. Said, you know, yes, I grew up in a lower income space on a farming community. But, um, you know, I always had somebody in my corner. And, and I saw the good that humanity had to offer. And so if these students that have come from, from really the worst of what the world is offering could come and smile and just want to learn and be a kid, the least I could do is make sure that we keep the doors open for this program for them to explore what it is to be a kid and where they might want to go. And for us to realize the, the you know the social, emotional curricula and programming is just as important, if not more, than the academics certainly to start off. And I'm very proud. There's so many organizations and individuals in, in Manchester and Concord and other towns that um, have been doing more and more over the last 30-plus years. There really are a lot of things to be proud of. There's a lot more to do, but uh, it's great that you're able to, to highlight some of these things today. Yeah, ab- absolutely so. So I, I would imagine that uh, the, the future is looking bright for, for Bring It, and uh, you'll continue to uh, expand as you have uh, over the last 18 years, and it will only become uh, more important uh, to, to youngsters uh, transitioning into uh, into our society. Yeah, there there was a point in time that we had some additional funding and we were able to open up a second location for a couple of school years. I think we did that for two school years where we were operating four nights a week. So that way we were on both sides of the river in Manchester. Ah. And, you know, we would love to get back to that again, because really, when you look at what's available on the west side of the city, there's kind of a dearth of services. A lot of the organizations are physically housed on the east side. And for there, there's a lot of population. I don't know the, the exact numbers, but, you know, there's a lot of kids that live on the west side. And sometimes, um, you know, and, and Brendan can talk about this from how he grew up. You know, the, the river was like a different country. You know, you didn't cross the river yeah, to go for no, services. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, that was really special when we were able to do that. And we would love to get back there someday. I, I guess you know, how, how yeah, I guess half the, the obvious question is, how is the program funded? Yeah, so we um, have, and so we actually just hired a, a fundraising director at Bring yeah. It. We've had some really great team members on the on the staff and on the board. We've done a lot of grant writing um, through COVID, especially. We were able to utilize our connections throughout the district and the Department of Education. And yeah, you know, there were there were federal grants, there were local grants, there were amazingly generous individual donors that saw, you know, people come and see Bring It, and they see something that's pretty magical. I always would say. When when I was on the staff team, you know, I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face. I'm kind of a talker. It works for me. <laughs> but once you come see it, then you get it at a different level. And it really is something that's pretty, pretty compelling. And, and folks, we work to kind of set up almost a visitors program where folks could come and see the program and meet the students. And, and pretty much anyone who walks through the doors as a, as a visitor walks away saying, how can I help? How can I do more? Because this is something that's pretty cool. Yeah, so to add to that, and to go back to your question, um, we, we, we've, we, we've fought and scratched every year um, to, to, to fund this, and we, we, we'd love to double it in size or triple it. So if there are folks out there that would like to know more, 
um, you know, or, or, or know of organizations, individuals, connections, or, or, or foundations, please reach out and don't assume that we know of those because um, we know that there are folks out there that we haven't met yet that would be thrilled to come in and say, wow, I can support this. You guys already have this great thing set up. It's going. My goal is how can we make it go another 18 years? Mm-hmm. If I have another 18 years in me, I'm not sure. You know, 53. So. <laughs> no, I think so. But yeah. it's very energizing to even be around Nishimwe and Jim and all these guys. And, and um, you know, I go home, like I said, pretty tired, 9, 930 at night. But, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. But these guys are worth it. Absolutely so. No doubt about that. And, uh, Brendan, it's uh, been terrific to have you with us. Brendan McCaffrey, the principal at Hillside Middle School. And uh, Jody Harper, just a, a brief plug for a Walking with Ease, yes, uh, if yes. you Yes, yes. Don't forget, if you want to sign up for our Walk with Ease program, you can go on the show page for the link. You can do that on your own independently. It's a totally free program. You get a book that talks a little bit about arthritis and walking and why walking is good for us. And we have all sorts of chronic disease and chronic pain classes starting up. So be sure to head to the show page to find out more and how to register. And the uh, the website is? Uh, www.snhahec.org. And uh, thanks to uh, Nishimwe uh, for her participation in the show today. We always uh, love to see her and have her on the program. And That'll do it for this edition of Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education. We thank you all very much for listening, and stay tuned for more right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Thanks for being with us today.